What's up, everybody? Today we have a very special guest on the show. Okay, right now he's gone international. That's all I have to say. Very happy to have his time. You'll find out who in just a bit. You know, when someone has made it in life, uh, it's very hard to basically uh, uh, understand that they have. Number one, they have a special on Netflix, and number two, they show up fucking late for a recording when it's supposed to be three p.m. <laughs> Doctor Jason Leo, welcome to the show, man. Hello, hello. Uh, I arrived on time. It's just that I frequently forget how hard is it to find parking here. <laughs> At his uh, studio. Oh yeah! Now that a lot of people are actually working here, it is yeah, quite hard. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's okay. back to work. Yeah. I, I give you that, Jason. Dude, man, you are the most frequent guest on this show. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. And I, and and like every time you come back, it's something bigger and bigger happening to you. What the hell, man? Yeah. Well, uh, I'm uh, really lucky that I you know got on Netflix. Uh, it was two years in the making, so uh, really glad and it worked out. And uh, hey, by the way, Jin, I want to thank you for coming to my premiere. Oh wait. You weren't there. Oh, shit. Yeah, hey, look, I told you. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> look, I was having a shoot, okay? I was having a shoot. I tried I tried to make it, you know, but I can't. I told you already what? Really? Hey, was he, was he at a shoot, bro? No. Wait, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. The producer said no. I, I was at a shoot, okay? No, I was I, shooting. I have a feeling you forgot that it was 15th instead of 16th. No, 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 no. I, I had a shoot on the 15th. But I, I came to his office, <laughs> gave him the invite, <laughs> personal delivered to him. And then he said, yes, he's coming. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> not his office, his house. Oh, yeah, yeah very personal. It was very personal. I remember I just flew back from uh, Kuala Trangano yes, that day. Yes, yes, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a big pop-up champagne bottle and then, you know, my daughter took it and then she went around trying to drink it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But Jason Leong <laughs> was a bad influence on my daughter even before she knows who Jason Leong is. Exactly. But that's okay. It's okay. And then, yeah, I mean, hashtag blessed. All right. Sorry, I couldn't go for your for your premiere. Okay. Have, Nick, you, watched, have you watched it? Of course I've watched okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, dude, I was freaking recording it. Yeah, okay, yeah, I, I know. I must, it's you, so you, funny. I was trying to record one scene and send it to you as sort of like a response to to yeah, whatever yeah. you said to me, but Netflix doesn't allow you to screen record on your yes, phone. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, yeah, uh, you, you can't screen capture uh, on your phone. So they, they immediately blank it out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. It's, it's, but... but Weirdly enough, on the desktop, on the laptop, you can do it. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Okay, Netflix got to get that checked. But okay, yeah. Jason, congratulations Thanks. again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Arigato. For getting yourself a Netflix special. Because okay, for as long as I've known you, you've told me that, hey man, I, I one day my dream is to get on Netflix. Yeah. To have a special on Netflix. Yeah. All right? And it's not easy. La. Your journey was bloody hectic. La. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. You spent your own money. Yep. To record your own special. Yes, yes, yes. Not knowing where it yes. would go. Yes. Sent it to Netflix. Yep. And got re- and got no reply initially. In, yeah, rejected in 2018. Then 2019, we sort of gave up. I didn't try. And then 2020, I tried again. So when I first shot it in 2018, like, like you said, I had no deal whatsoever. Yeah. And uh, it was just basically a, a, a bet and a gamble on myself. Right. Because I, I at the point in my career, I felt that... Uh, no other platform is worth putting my special on. Right. right. For example, if if say another platform were to offer me a, um, a reasonable price, mm-hmm. but it's not Netflix, it's no point because the reach is not there. Right. And if I 
my main goal is reach. So if I want to reach, I can put it on YouTube. Yep. And it's free and available to everyone. Mm-hmm. But um, I knew that Netflix had that prestige. Uh, once you've put it on Netflix, there's a certain quality that people expect. Yeah. And Netflix has done a really good job of uh, cornering the stand-up comedy market. Yeah, I, I like, um, like for me, a person who only knew, what's that guy's name again? Dave Chappelle. No, not da- not even Dave Chappelle. The Jeff Jeff Dunham. Oh, Jeff Dunham, yes. And uh, what's that? What what? Uh, the guy who the the guy from Canada, the Indian guy. Russell Peters. Yeah, because YouTube on YouTube, there were only these two people just going viral. That's yes. that's that's that basically to us. Oh, that's stand up comedy, and right. we had no exposure to anybody else. Yes. But when we got Netflix, yes. we got Ali Wong. Yes. We got uh, you know, a lot more other like Dave. Yeah, you mentioned Dave yeah. Chappelle. Uh, we had newcomers. You know, we had like people you've never heard of the Asian community, the white community, yes. the black community. It's like literally like a platform for stand up comedians to basically roll out there. And it's funny enough, they start off. Uh, they start off with a stand up comedy special then they do another special then they suddenly do a movie like Ali Wong and Randall Park yes you're right actually yeah yeah that's a very good uh, observation of the career progression yeah I think Ali Wong's uh, special it, her special really came out of nowhere mm-hmm. it really came out of nowhere and it blew it, she blew up yeah and her next special was great the next one and then and then she did a movie uh, for Netflix uh, what's it called yeah, always, uh, be my always, maybe. always Be My Maybe yeah, yeah. yeah that was a great movie uh, Keanu Reeves was in it as well I know such a good movie so um, um, also there was a, some parallel to the story like Joe Coy mm-hmm. was already a big name the Filipino stand up comedian yeah. well he's American Philem they call it Philem Filipino American Philem Philem so he um he was already a big name, right? But according to you know the veterans, he sort of like quieted down a little bit. Yeah. But he also shot his own special first. Yeah. Paid with his own money and then he sat on it and then he, I think he showed it to the Netflix executives and then one day they called him and said, hey, we loved it. So it's, they put it on. Yeah, and he live, exploded. Live from Seattle. He, it was like a second explosion, uh, re-explosion of his career. Wow. And ever since then, he was selling out uh, state, uh, I would say stadiums, theaters, whatever, massive, became massive. So Netflix has that potential and that uh, prestige. La. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's just like how, uh, like how footballers wants to play for the Premier League or... Yeah, in a way, yes. Yeah, or uh, okay, what's a, what is another comparison? Yeah. Like, you know, YouTube, now, now you make YouTube sound like such a boring place to be at. But, you know, interestingly, YouTube is also quite a viable alternative. Like, uh, I know this guy, Mark Norman, Mark uh, Norman. N O R M A N D. Mark. Norman. Oh, yeah, I've yeah, heard of that name. Great stand up. And then the story was he and a bunch of friends, they couldn't get a deal anywhere. I'm assuming Netflix also couldn't reach a deal with them. Mm-hmm. And he ended up just putting his uh, entire one hour special yeah. on YouTube for free. And it's such a great special. I think the last count, he had 2 million views or something. Wow. Really great stand up comedy material. Uh, I look up to him a lot. So. It, it, it is viable, of course. Yeah. But I think for now, like for me, especially being in Malaysia, having that on Netflix was, to, to me, is a huge deal. It, it, I try to make it as big a deal as possible, but it's a, it's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. Of course, it's a big, a big deal. Yeah. You're like, okay, you were about to be a father. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, in the plans back then, 2018, not yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then, you know what? And you obviously took out a big chunk of money. Mm-hmm. How much, okay, how much money can I ask? Like a ballpark figure? Well, okay. So the, the entire production is about 150,000. Holy. Yeah. What the? So, f- and, and whatever money that Netflix gave, you know, I, I can't say, uh, I can't say how much they gave me. Yeah. But it covers the expenses and a bit more. That's it. How does one yeah. decide? So, I, so actually, I don't make a lot of money from this show. I know. But how does one? Yeah. 
just one day, just say, okay, you know what? I'm going to shell out about a ballpark figure of 150,000. Mm-hmm. Well, I think. How does one in the right mind even just this? Okay, la, I, just for, I just forget that, you know, maybe Jason's freaking loaded. But how oh. does one decide to freaking shell out 150,000 okay. to just do that? Oh, very simple. Let me, let me, let me explain to you, right? Um, the, the average car right now, <laughs> Honda Civic, let's say, average <laughs> the Honda Civic right now retails about 120,000 ringgit. Yeah. Okay, now anyone. Any any regular Joe would say, hey, uh, I want to buy the car. Mm, okay, uh, check the bank. Okay, and then hundred thousand. He has spent hundred twenty thousand. Yeah, yeah. In reality, after you repay the loan five seven years, you have spent two hundred forty thousand. Yeah, because okay? of the interest and everything. And no one ever goes, wow, how how did you in your right mind spend a hundred and twenty thousand just like that or two hundred thousand? No one because it's normal, right? Yeah. But for me, this is just you know uh, I believe in delayed uh, gratification. Right. So I, 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 I save my money and this is like a gamble. It's a it's a bet on myself. Well, it's not really a bet. It's kind of like an investment. Yes, investment. Yes, but back then it feels like a bet because like, <laughs> no deals yet, right? Yeah. So. It is is a worthwhile investment. I think. Um, I mean, I you are a successful YouTuber. Don't pretend you're not. Uh, <laughs> and I'm in this beautiful studio right now, uh, and he got SPM only like he got no A's in the SPM. <laughs> I got like not even English. English. English yeah. <laughs> so and 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 what a lot of people don't understand is um, we are in show business. Yeah, we can under we are, we most of, most of my. Comedian friends that I met all around the world, we know the show. We need to learn the business. Yep. That is the hard, the hard truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have enough uh, financial, how to say, awareness to invest in the business of the show. Because everybody is just too... No, actually, some, even though if they have, right, they'd be like, ah, oh, the one, the one. La. Because yeah. it's always that, that mentality of like, oh, save for the rainy day, save for the rainy day, save for mm. the rainy day. Like, whatever I can make now, I make, I milk it, I milk it, I milk it. But for you, it's a little bit different. You freaking spend everything yeah. on it. Like, what it's, the it's, hell? It's, it's, it's you got once in a while when the time is right, you have to invest and, and, and uh, invest in yourself. Yeah. Because no one else will. Think about it. No one else will. Like, it, it, there's another parallel story. Uh, Gina Yashere, one of the UK's best comedians. Yeah. Uh, she did this before me. She migrated to LA. Mm-hmm. She was a big name in the UK, but she thought she wanted more. She went to LA, yep. tried to get gigs. No one wanted to give her a special. No one wanted to sign up. So she shot and produced her own special and then NBC bought it. Wow. Okay. And then the next show, I think uh, another company bought it. And then now she's on Netflix doing, uh, like being paid to be on Netflix. She did a 30 minute spot and one of the comedians around the world series. Oh. And now she has a, a, a sitcom with Chuck Lorre. Uh, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Called Bob Hart's Abishola. So like I said, you know, she 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 bet on herself, gamble on herself, and look at where she is now. She has a, a sitcom on network TV. He got to work. She got to work with Chuck Lorre. Yeah, he yeah. he created a lot of yeah, yeah, great yeah, yeah. sitcoms. Yeah, yeah. So what it's 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 you know you gotta you gotta invest in yourself, and that's that's what I gotta say. I never told anybody this, but I always wanted. My dream was always to have like a sitcom, like you yeah. know, write characters, and then like we have like an ongoing sitcom. But you know, I never really got to that. But then again. It is actually very possible because like if you watch, there's one sitcom which made me realize that you know what, you don't need a big budget or something flashy to 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 have a sitcom. Yeah. Uh, you watch Man Like Mobin. Okay, mm-hmm. Man Like Mobin is M-O-B-E-E-N. So it's about, uh, I think, uh, a, a, a brown guy in the UK. Okay? Okay. I can't remember what his nationality is, but he's in the UK, he speaks like a U- British accent or whatever. Right. It's about the brown community in the UK and oh my God, it's so funny. And when I watch it, I go, Wait a minute! I, it it doesn't look it looks nice, but it doesn't look expensive. Right. The the, the comedy and the jokes do not require a big budget, and mm-hmm. and you, you can do do easily here in Malaysia. Right. We've got the talent. 
we've got the funny stories. We've got, you know, the, the heart and soul of Malaysia. And, and we can, we have all the technical know-how. So we can do it. It's just a matter of finding the right sitcom, the right idea and executing it. I think we can, bro. Yeah. We can, honestly. And I think the problem with sitcom, I, I went through a developmental process to do a sitcom before. And the, the real problem uh, is we need a really, really good writing team. Oh, yeah. That will spend in the writing room a month or two every day, each, meet, meet each other, discuss, discuss, discuss. I think over here, I'm not, I can't really speak for the industry, but I see a lot of great written commercials. Yes. But not really much great written dramas or like, you know, sitcoms. And, commercials, and, yeah. Yeah, commercials. Like, who polished and everything. But you know, they're like... Um, I cannot, uh, not to blow my own horn because you know it's not that big but some people will leave comments on our uh, comment section and say hey why don't you you know uh, RTM should be producing stuff like on your level why yeah, can't yeah, RTM yeah. invest in themselves and great, you know, have great stories and stuff like that you know what I mean and I tend to realize like yeah you know we don't really invest much in our local arts if I mean if, whether it's arts or the film industry or whatever not la, and then it, it, it kind of sucks that like especially even okay English content is obviously the minority over here, right? Mm-hmm. And it it just sucks lah that we aren't able to. People will always compare to 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 Western, 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 Western. You know what I mean? Mm. And then to see someone like you have a special on Netflix, mm. kind of you know opens up the door a bit yes. to say, hey, you know what? There there are possibilities out there. Exactly. And the, the the acute problem is we don't there is not enough funding to pay writers, right? I think in RTM they're still being paid like a thousand bucks per script or something, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like the, a good script takes about a, a good season of a sitcom takes yep. about two to three months of development. Yeah. Right. So you got to pay a writer as well so that they will spend the chunk of their time in the writing room. Right. Um, and I think that's the, main, the the first problem. And the the fact that I get get my Netflix uh, my show on Netflix mm-hmm. um, with really uh, Phil Wang, uh, another UK comedian, said this very nicely in a tweet today. He said uh, my special was unapologetically Malaysian but universally funny. Mm. Right? Now let's take, let's talk about the writing process. That 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 special took about one year to tour and and write and polish. Mm-hmm. But I also added jokes from the previous tours, right. which took you know their own few months to write. Right. So I took about maybe a year and a half of writing and touring to get it nice, to get it pat. Right. Okay? So the same thing with the sitcom. I, know, I think we don't spend enough time in the writing process. That's, for example, okay, commercial, right? Commercial is how long? One minute, two yeah, minutes, three minutes. minutes yeah. You can spend a week and you get a brilliant three minutes. Yep. But, you, but if you want 10 episodes, that is... 200 minutes. Mm-hmm. How are you going to get 200 minutes? Yeah. We need, we need to you know, times 10, the amount of time, no, times 100, the amount of times you spend on the, on the commercials. The so amount that, of time you spend yeah. and also the amount of office payment or remuneration as well. Yes. Uh. So I think that's the main problem. I think we, we need to spend more time writing. But seriously, man, somewhere out there, whoever is watching or listening, somewhere out there, there's a great sitcom idea. Yeah. Right? Sitcom idea that is, you know, unapologetically Malaysian but universally funny just like Man of Mobin. Yeah. It's so real and true but I found it funny even though I don't necessarily know what the brown community faces in uh, in the UK. So, someone out there has a great idea for a sitcom ready to write it down and if that, if you are that someone, please contact me or me. <laughs> but it's, out, it's ready, bro. And, and I, I think one day it's going to be... Like, okay. Okay, let's... Okay, Parasite. Yeah. One best movie. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, that is 
it doesn't look like it's hard to write, but it's a painstaking writing process. Yeah. And why the Korean industry reached that level? Because the government, the government supported. Suppress. Our government is still deciding who's BM. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So it's, 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 it's really sad. So, but I think it, it requires uh, a few good people in, in our industry to push it forward. Lah. Yeah. But so. speaking speaking the government or like whatever, dude, your premiere had wow, freaking A-listers. Okay, let me tell you the real reason why I didn't go, okay? I saw people like Yuna, Hannah, Yo, you know, all these Joe Flizzo and everything. <laughs> and I was like, ah, shit, man, I'm not worthy to go for your freaking premiere. No, it's okay. There were less famous people there, so it's okay. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> your less famous people are like, those are like, ha, Joe Flizzo. I was like, whoa, 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 uh, whoa. Yeah. I was- stepped into the car. I saw the stories I stepped out of the car <laughs> look at you man freaking hell yeah, it, was, it was nice because uh, the I whole was, industry was there yeah it was nice for them I mean some people pull up but it's nice for them to show up uh, and interesting fact some of them who came for the premiere already were in the taping oh wow I shot it two years ago they were already there uh, YB Ong, Ong, Dr. Ong Kian Ming mm-hmm. and uh, YB Hannah Yo they were already there Marina Mate was already there wow they already watched it and then they came again uh, it meant a lot Ambiga was there yeah uh, Ambiga is a huge fan look at you name dropping yep I, went, I, I bet I bet you right even if I went if he went for any interviews, right, he won't freaking name that. Oh, Ginny Boy was there. He'll be like, yeah, Ambiga was there. Yeah, yeah Dr. Okay, Ming, Hannah Yo. Ah, sorry, who cares about this guy? How, how can I say Ginny Boy was there when oh, he oh. wasn't there? Hey, I hey, don't understand. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was nice to get that kind of uh, support. And uh, they, they, I think, I think uh, they all genuinely enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. I, I, uh, I was watching it on my mobile phone. Actually, I was mm. in my mind. I was like thinking, I'm gonna watch like the first ten on my mobile phone. Yeah, yeah. and I'm gonna wake up watching a TV. But I finished the whole entire thing oh, on thanks, my mobile thanks, phone. Thanks, I was thanks, like, thanks. whoa, it, it, it was just that. I don't know. I was just glued to it and I didn't move. And then, yeah. like, by the time I knew I wanted to move, I was like, oh, shit, it's done. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and I texted you too. <laughs> yeah, with the screenshot, but it's blank. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's blanked up. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, that was, you know, I had that feeling like, damn, I'm so happy for this guy, man. Like, the same feeling that I had for, like, Henry Golding when he went, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like knowing that I, because you know, you and me, we've had these conversations before. Yeah, yeah. It's like, if you even ask me, hey man, what does it take to tape this? You know, how much it is? And like, for me, it's like, okay, I'm not to say they're expert. Mm. And I'm like, whoa, you did it. Mm. And then I remember you sent me kind of like the, 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 the first draft. The first draft yes, of it. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay. And then next thing you know, you told me it's on Netflix, yeah. even though two years later, mm. but hey, better late than never, right? Yeah, it, it, it took a long while because uh, it took uh, some time to, you know, um, get to know the right people. And the, the, the thing about this is, um, I want, I went, the premiere, I invited a, a wide variety of people, you know, like singer-songwriters, content creators, yeah. act, actors, whatever. Yeah. I, I was trying to show that Besides my special, besides stand-up comedy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know there are some great stand-up comedians who, you know, I will try my best to pitch to Netflix and get them on Netflix, but there are so, we have so many great stuff waiting to be on Netflix and we actually already have One, Two, Jaga, yeah. uh, Fly By Night, you know? These are examples of world-class stuff, you know? Uh, I feel that, I just feel that we are all, all of us in the arts industry, yeah. whatever, we all on the cusp of doing something great that, that can be universally accepted. Yeah, it's 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 a bit tough, lah. Huh? A bit tough. It's a bit tough, But, but with that, out someone out there that has an idea, and I can't wait to meet that someone. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're listening to this show right now, I'll just come to Jason and Jin. 
Yeah, yeah, just you call us lah, <laughs> huh? and then uh, we talk about the splits later. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but all right. Okay. So how 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 did it eventually? What was the process like of getting your show on Netflix? Okay, okay so I shot in twenty eighteen. Tried to sell it to the head office via a local promoter. Mm-hmm. Uh, head office where? In, in what? LA, in Malaysia? LA. LA. LA, LA, LA. Okay. They have no office in LA. Uh, okay. They have no office in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. They have a head office in LA. That fell through. And then uh, 2019, I was busy doing two tours. So I was yeah. very busy. And um, I kind of, I mean, I was prodding here and there, but I kind of gave up. But in 2018, I was touring the show. I toured in Singapore and I managed to get in contact the the head of acquisitions in Netflix Asia. Mm-hmm. They have an office in Singapore. Yeah. So I said, hey, I'll give you two tickets. Come and watch my show. Yeah. So he came, he liked it, thankfully. Mm-hmm. And then in 2020, this was during the MCO. I was mm-hmm. doing some online stuff and I really cut up my, I kind of gave up. So I really cut up my special into the clips of joke, joke, joke. Then yeah. I, I put it on YouTube and I was going to press the public button, right? Yeah. Because you can set it to private or public. So it's all private. I called my producer who worked on it for free mm-hmm. and in the hopes that we sell that he he get, he gets a cut and I said, hey, uh, Kubeir, the producer said, um, you're not making any money on this. No, it's not going anyway. Why not I just put it on YouTube and see where it goes? Yeah. And Kubeir is like, okay, so next time if you get something, then we work together. Lah. All right. So he gave his blessing. So I was about to press public. This is true. Press public. I thought, I still want to try one more time. So I just texted the guys at Netflix Asia and said, hey, what would it take to put to get me on Netflix? Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Do you? We are in a position to license finished content from Southeast Asia, right? Do you have anything you want to show me?" I was like, "Yes!" <laughs> I sent the link of the one hour whole one hour thing, and then uh, I was very nervous. And I kept every one month no reply, and every morning I wake up like, "Ah, oh, no reply." I had no reply. Wow! But I don't want to play. I don't want to play it cool. Yeah. Um. Then a month later, I said, "Hey, uh, so what's the deal? What's going on?" And then he goes, uh, "Oh, we are." Sending it through our legal team mm-hmm. to see if there are any red flags. Oh wow! I said, oh, I said, oh, it's not a, it's not a no. Okay. It's uh, like still thinking about it, uh, and then uh, a month later he came back and he came back with an offer and I said okay lah. Then it's, it took two months after I sent him the link. Wow! So it was a lot of uh, yeah, it was, it was man. But when that came through, I was like I was shivering, man. I told I told my wife first, and it's uh, it was a big big deal lah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it was yeah. a big deal. I remember you yeah. calling me to tell me about it. I yes. was like, whoa, yeah. that's, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, man, and it's like, it happened. Yeah. It, it happened. Yeah, I think the, the main, uh, when I told this story at the premiere, which you weren't there, mm-hmm. uh, this whole, the exact, <laughs> exact same story, I think it, it was weird that it resonated more with more people than I thought. Mm-hmm. The whole idea of not giving up. Yeah. Persevering trying your best and sometimes you know like seeing how he has turned out and seeing people like you know Yuna Elizabeth Tan yeah Joe Flizo all on Marina Mate tweeting retweeting Instagram stories and, and sometimes I I shudder to think that I was really literally a minute away from putting it public yeah you know, those clips um, so yeah I mean uh, and the, the main reason not to make money from this special although I wish I, I made money but um, the main goal was to further my career overseas and show people that, oh, Jason Leong can do stand-up comedy on the world stage. Like, I, th- I mean, I told you before, I wanted to go on uh, JFL just for laughs. Yeah. You wanted um, to go to New York, what? Yeah. In June, supposed to go to New York. I had, had some gigs booked already. Yeah, then uh, some freaking virus decided and, to break out. And then some something happened. Lah. Don't think you're going to go there now. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, <laughs> it's weird because it's still like ground zero yeah. I mean, for this new tragedy. And um, I don't know, man. But yeah, 
to to be like uh, to expand the career overseas is a goal of mine. I I don't want to just stick in Malaysia. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, I mean trying to maybe the next place would be UK, but the UK also is not doing very great with the COVID nineteen. Yeah, all the places you want to go, just, yeah. just put it on YouTube, lah. <laughs> Freaking hell, <laughs> huh? Just yeah, do yeah. lah, YouTube. Even like the Melbourne Comedy Festival is cancelled this year and next year. Oh yeah, I heard like, I heard next year's cancellation. I heard lah like, because they were they, they Melbourne went down went back down to lockdown. What? Yeah, it's very unfortunate, but you know. Never say never. I'm sure you will reopen again. But yeah. But in the meantime, if people are not going anywhere for live shows, you can watch my show, Hashtag Bless. <laughs> How, okay, top 10 uh, in Malaysia. Yeah, it Go- reached top 10 in, the day after, then it climbed up to number nine, and then the next day climbed to number four. Yeah. And then number, and then after that, number six, and then after that, now it's no more on top 10. You, do, you, do you check on it like every day yes, regularly? Every, every day. But then I figured out that they only they update the rankings at 7 p.m. I mean, that's when they changed it. Not yep. that I know the inside workings of the algorithm. Yep. So I, I check every every 7 p.m. But now I'm not no longer top 10. So I'm hoping all your fans watching this will boost me up back to top 10. <laughs> it was a nice feeling to be on top 10, man. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah I, was, I was number four. I was just behind uh, some fucking Mark Wahlberg movie or whatever. <laughs> I don't know what he was. But I mean, this Spotify show is number four uh, in Malaysia, like top 10 in Malaysia. I mean, like, <clears throat> I hope it helps. Wow, thank you. How many viewers, if I may ask, how many viewers? We have, well, we have surpassed 800,000 streams. We have... 800,000 streams, means yeah. like views. We like have, views. yeah, we have about 70,000 listeners. Wow. Yeah. Okay. For something that I didn't give a... I'd like to, I didn't really put much effort. I mean, like, look, the reason why I did this was because I used to do radio. Yes, of and I you- couldn't say a lot of things on radio. Uh, we couldn't do it. Like, look, man, we've been talking for the past like 25 minutes. Right. This is this is counted as hell on radio. Right. Like you, when you hear someone talking more than 30 seconds, that's like, oh no, you shut up, shut up, shut up. You're yeah. boring, you're boring, you're boring, you're boring, you're yes. boring. Come on, play the music, play yes, the music, yes. get to the music, get to the music, get to the ads. Yeah. So like, um, I mean, I, I originated from that uh, and like, Techno- Look, man, the equipments that we use in radio to broadcast a microphone and a console cost a few million. This thing costs like 2,000 bucks and I'm like, holy crap, it does exactly what I used to yeah, do. Yeah, it's really, uh, yeah, it really democratized uh, on-air content, you know? Yeah. And, 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 like, I, I've been wanting to do a, I, I like this setup. I think I've been wanting to do a podcast setup for the longest time. Maybe yeah, you did, a, you did a few episodes but didn't didn't freaking have me in any of them. Yeah, wait, His res- then Jason's response was like, oh, I wanted to build up first, then yeah. have you on it. Correct lah. Yeah. Correct lah. Then he got to interview So I'm Jen, who's like superstar. Yeah, I don't make empty promises then <laughs> show up for the premiere. Damn, um, man. Yeah, but I think, yeah, I, but this, all this, this is a really nice setup. You Thank know? you. Um, Be more than happy to rent it to you. Okay. Yeah. Rent, rent, I, I can, then I can tell people I have a Netflix star who's recording in my studio. How Im- inspired are you by Joe Rogan's success. Dude, Joe Rogan is freaking My insane. God. I mean, like, I, I like, you know, you sit down, like, how can someone go through a two and a half hour podcast? And then after that, the next thing you know, you it's did. two hours, yeah. Yeah. I watched, I listened to Joe Jordan. No, I've listened to some of his podcasts. Uh, my favorite ones are when he talks to Bill Burr. Yeah. Three hours. It's like, yeah, you just like, we are drive. Okay, look, it's like, it's like a pick me up. Like you drive, yes, you listen, yes. you go and do your thing, get back in the car, you finish it. And then you get out again the next day, you finish it. And then, you know, you, you finish, you, you don't have to finish it three hours like in a, like in a row. You can do it like in a few days. Yeah. I listen to a lot of podcasts just to kind of kill time because, you know, I like, we all get stuck in the jam and stuff like that. And, and like this part, yeah, this podcast thing is just a, uh, a like sort of like a platform. Although some people freaking condemn, not, not condemn me, like they make fun of it, like how, you know, throwing jokes like look at this guy he's never never gonna succeed and shit I like because I get to have conversations uh, on on uh, 
chit-chat, just like you and me. We're just like chit-chatting, nothing, no agenda. There's no topic at, at yeah, hand. But, 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 but you must agree that we are both pretty interesting people. Yeah, we are, definitely, man. You're, you're number one, Malaysia's number one YouTuber. <laughs> I hate that, you know, like, you know, people could still say that. I don't Why, think eh? I am. I don't know. English lah, English. Yeah, English lah, la, you know, just yeah. like yeah, how hits this lah. We are number one. Yeah, but for English. <laughs> <laughs> shade hey, on Netflix. Hey, uh, shade wait, on hits. <laughs> hey, wait. Uh, you you are what? You're doing this whole like uh what? Uh, fight for gotcha. Fight for gotcha. So you and Ian are gonna go head to head on a Brazilian. When I saw BJJ, yes. Trust me, I didn't think it was Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. I thought oh, I was God. like, yeah, they're gonna go head to head BJJ. I was like, <laughs> nice. Blow job, job. Yeah. Like, Blow job Jitsu. Blow job Jitsu. So the background to it is uh, um in. February this year, I, I made a funny video about how, because yeah. that time it was a political crisis. Yeah. So I said, hey, look, let me be the prime minister and here's my manifesto. Okay? <laughs> like I say, like, there'll be enough parking access to, and then there's also another one where I said, um, if, uh, if I become prime minister, I'll make sure all the DJs who make gotcha calls, prank calls, will lose their citizenship. <laughs> so of course, I think, I think Ian and Arno, uh, they, they found it funny, of course, they're my friends. Yeah. I think someone came up with that. I think, no, Arnold, yeah. the Batu Api, yeah. he instigated Ian to challenge me to a grappling match. Right. So it's not really Ian's idea, it's Arnold's idea. Yeah. So then they came out, then they, they, they got back to me and said, oh, this is pretty interesting because that shows that they want to put gotcha on the line. Yeah. And I thought they'd be great for me because I get to get to do some jujitsu and I get to be the man who ended gotcha calls. I know. If it if you if you actually do win, you know, you'll go down in the books of history. Yeah, you know how gotcha calls came about, right? How because many years a day has it been? Oh, I can't. Oh man, dude! It was JJ and Rudy that time, right? It was yes. It was JJ so and Rudy. How many Rudy. years was that? Ah, uh, oh man, dude. Um, twenty years. Can I say twenty years? Yeah, maybe close, more. Maybe more. Actually, you know what? I think twenty-one years around oh, there. Okay. Yeah, dude. Yeah, and it, yeah, yeah. And I'll be honest, man. It's 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 not fun. I mean, look, man. I used to do the Hit Style FM Morning Crew Show, mm. six to ten. Uh, and, and that's why you know I'm doing this podcast show right now, and I'm so comfortable doing it. Uh-huh. Doing gotchas is not fun. In in the in the beginning, in the beginning, it was really fun. I remember. Like, I mean, I mean, some of the ideas were really well executed. I think there was one where, uh, I think this was this was Rudy's one. Yeah. Rudy would call A. Yeah. And say, hey, hello, hello. I hold on, hold on, ah. Yeah. He he will call B. Yep. Say, hey, wait, hold on, hold on. Uh. And then they patch could, them together. Patch them together. Yeah. That's genius. Yeah. Right? And then they'll be like, what, 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 what? Yeah. Yeah. So you call me, no, I, you call me. Like, yeah. That's, that's really genius. I think yeah. it's how Gotcha started, if I'm not wrong, was when I think it was it was an April Fool's Day. Oh. Yeah. So they did something. Uh, JJ and Rudy had a fight on air. Which was April Fool's? Yeah, which was an April Fool's. They had a fight and then they played sound effects, glass breaking and stuff like that. And it was so convincing. Yeah, and and uh, I think halfway through, they just left the ra- the studio silence, dead at silence. Yeah. Silence. And then I think JJ and Rudy were escorted out with, by security. So that means, the thing is, um, uh, in Astro, only a few people knew about it. The program manager. It's a prank. La. Yeah, it's ah. a prank. Uh, only like very handful. They didn't want to, they didn't want everyone to know otherwise people be like there was no reaction you know they wanted word of mouth to get out from Astro itself so um, I think like what happened was you know they they took uh, the the newspaper everything right after the fight right they covered up the whole studio so nobody could see what happened inside the studio Ah. Yeah, and no, none of the other radio announcers were given uh, any info of what was going on. Okay. So, like, you know, the show just went on as, as per. And then at the end of the day, you know, people talking about it, the newspapers picked up about it, they wrote about it, obviously tabloids wrote about it, and then at the end of the day, they said, ha-ha, gotcha. And that's how they started ah. Gotcha Calls. And I think, see, see, the thing is, see, this kind of stuff, 
because I've 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 heard and read about this. I think uh, Rudy was the one to say I've taken the cables and I've cut the cables connecting to the broadcast system, and then you Astro will lose millions of dollars in mm-hmm. ad revenue. I remember. So this is a great prank. Yeah. And great pranks, which are harmless or you know funny, it takes time to prepare. But I think if you do it every day, it's, it's, you can't. Dude, it's you it's can't. if you yeah, it's like it's like okay, cool. It was funny if you do it once, and then you know, it's okay lah. It's like Fast and Furious lah. You watch the first one, <laughs> whoa! Second one, yeah! Third one, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Then comes Fast Fast Furious Seven. It's like oh dang, yeah. You know, and then I mean, uh, I mean, see the whole premise of a prank call. I mean, I've I've watched some on YouTube videos like you know, you know, there's this guy. A grown-up man who pretends to be a little child, yeah, and calls up people, yeah, like he call up the delivery guy and they say, "Hi, my my, my mommy asked me to uh, uh, order pizza from you because she's passed out from smoking some leaves, whatever." So, <laughs> so, so the guy, so after a while, the guy knows that this guy is playing a prank, but he yeah. plays along, and it's so funny. But this takes time. It does. If you do like a gotcha call every day, it's it, you're bound to scrape the bottom of the barrel and then people lose interest. I, I don't think there is anyone I know my age, yeah, around my age, who enjoys prank calls on radio. Yeah, that's that's the thing though. So you, you see, we think that, oh man, gotchas are like, uh, yeah, it's, it's overly done. We're the bored of it and stuff like that. But the young kids love it though. Yeah. Because you know why? They're at the stage where, oh, I'm discovering radio. Ah. <gasps> oh, that's music. Oh, what's this? It's a prank call. That's and a then, good point. Yeah. So this is, this is you more- gr- You've grown, you see, like, Hits, Hits' uh, demographics is like literally kids, right? Like 12 to 25. We have gone out of, we have gone out of that circle, but we, th- we still tune in because we were programmed. We're not, we, yeah, we were not yeah, programmed. Yeah. We were... We were conditioned. We were conditioned, or we, you know, back then there was not many choices, lah. Okay, right, there was only hits, mix, and light. Okay, you want to feel old, you listen to light, and if you want to feel uh, like, you know, like yeah, you're yeah. working, you listen to mix. So right now, you probably listen to mix or light, mm. and that's that's the natural progression. Right. And you don't listen to hits anymore because I hate hits. Right. You know, and then the thing is, the younger kids will come out and say, "Hey, I love the gotcha calls." So, yeah, knowing this, uh, it gives me more motivation to beat Ian in the gotcha match. <laughs> Because I get to destroy the hopes and dreams of young children as well. Oh my God, how which dare is, you? <laughs> which is important. Yeah, how, how dare <laughs> Speaking you? Speaking of children, right? This is something really interesting, right? You won't believe this, right? Mm-hmm. I am amazed at the number of parents yep. who let their children watch my Netflix special. Like children under 18? Bro, 12 years old? Oh my God. They let their children watch me. I was like, oh my, I, I, for the first time, I felt like I blushed a little bit. Like, are you, I don't, I hope I didn't teach your ch- child I, new words, but they let me watch the whole thing, even though it's rated R, you know, like yeah. mature or whatever. I, 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 it's funny you said that because like I played it for my mom. And then when it came to the part where you're doing the Hong Kong joke where the yeah, Hong Kong yeah, taxi guy yeah, said yeah, like, yeah. that kind of thing, uh-huh. I, I kind of paused it and like look at my daughter and I'm like, okay, bring her upstairs and I play, uh-huh. press play it again. Uh-huh. And I'm like, you know, I was about to text Jason, you idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If my daughter learns how to say those few words, Jason Leong is to be blamed, okay? Yeah, it's Not so, even Netflix. It's so weird. I think this is the problem, right? Uh, I have been... No, I, I don't, how to say, I don't hold back on the F word when I do my live shows. And this has been good. I've stopped holding back since 2017. Yeah. Right. Uh, and and uh, somehow or rather, my public image is still of a family-friendly, wholesome guy. Yeah, I was about to say that. You look Which, like a friendly guy who would invite your neighbor to yeah. come over for steak and orange juice. Yeah. Not even alcohol, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> I don't. That's the thing. I don't drink alcohol. I'm a yeah. total. Uh, I think the reason why I stopped censoring myself that way is because yep. I realized that, you know, the great stand-up comedians, Bill Burr, Dave yep. Chappelle, Louis C.K., a few others, when they, uh, Ronnie Chang, okay? Yeah. When they are doing stand-up, right? It, you feel that they are not performing, but they're talking to you. Exactly. Like a friend. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It's, 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 that's why it, it's so relaxed. And you, you also relax with them and you allow yourselves to be drawn into their world because the way they talk is not performative. Mm-hmm. But it is actually. But they've allowed themselves to be natural. Yeah. So they are performing, but it feels like you're, you're listening to someone talk naturally. Because... So is it because like, you know, they are the way they are on stage and off stage? That is, that is, that also? Yeah. That also, but you know, there are some jokes or some bits where, I mean, as a comedian, you, I can tell that, ah, oh, he's performing a bit now. He's going into the character, but yeah. throughout the performance, he's talking like a human being. He's, yeah. not, he's not like someone doing a TED talk or someone uh, at a meeting doing a PowerPoint pre- presentation. He sounds natural. And sometimes when you tell a story to a friend and when it comes to the point where he's like, I can't believe he, he did that. What the fuck? It's so natural. You yeah. gotta say it. And then the audience, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, and people will laugh it. They're not laughing yeah. because it's the F word. They're laughing yeah. it's because like, cut. You're, they're laughing at you, the yeah. character, the, not the character, but you as an individual. Mm. Yep, yep, yep. Because so, so. you know everybody says the F word in their head. Yes. With their mouth or whatever, yeah. however you say it, you know yeah. whether you're. With the, everyone says the F word in front of their friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but how though? Like you get, you have. So you said you were surprised at how many parents allowed their kids to watch it. What was the response? Better good. I mean, like good lah. I mean, like the fact that they allow the ch- children to watch it, like <laughs> that shows how much faith they have in me, like. Did you, did you, did you, did you get, did you get those parents like, oh, Jason, I love your what, 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 but you know, I can't believe you're using the f word. You God, know, this God. Like, so God. obviously, with this special, there has been, I know, some some uh, people they were offended with the amount of uh, bad words. Yeah. Although it's not more than the average stand-up comedy show, um, they were they didn't like the fact that I'm. I allegedly made fun of Jesus Christ. Oh man. Although mostly I made fun of Christians, not Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, but even if I did make fun of Jesus Christ, just relax. It's it's stand up comedy. Yeah. And everything should be able I think to- like they are I'm not gonna say into what detail, but some other comedians out there do it worse. Way worse. Way worse. Yeah. Um and then so uh, religious religious people uh, uh, taking offense to my joke about the thank you Jesus a bit. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a group of people from China who are upset that I made fun of mainland Chinese. Stories. Oh my god, it's yeah. true. So it's true. But it, I don't. I no. It's so funny because my father-in-law would just say, "Oh, you know what? Uh, there were some China people who are very upset." Now really? I'm like, yeah, I'm like in his very in his very WhatsApp mas- in his very WhatsApp message forwarded voice. Oh, wow. He was like telling me that all oh, the China people show upset. Well, I'm how, like, how how? Oh wait, he does he know of China people no, being he's, upset or he like he like like uh how's it? He was extrapolated. La. Yeah, he was like, he was like, oh, this on China people show upset. I'm like, oh, okay, sure enough, it, you, you do get. Yeah, when I was. It's doing- a good thing China people are watching your stuff. Yeah, I don't know how because there's no Netflix in China. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, ch- mainland Chinese who are living outside of China, they they, they would have watched it. Yeah. Um, when I was doing this tour in 20, when I was doing the sh- the joke in 2018 in mm-hmm. Melbourne, mm-hmm. uh, I think on two occasions, uh. Two Chinese China nationals came out. Chinese nationals came out to me and said, "Hi, were you joking or were you being deliberately racist?" Oh wow! And I was like, um, "I'm not being deliberately racist. Yep, these things are happening. Right? There are tourists from China shitting on other people's countries. Mm-hmm. Literally. So it is not my fault. 
I mean, it's a conversation that uncles have with each other, aunties and uncles. <laughs> really, I'm not lying. It's like you know, uh, like look, like uh, they have they they have been conversations like that. Yes. You have heard your uncles and aunties yes. talk about. Uh, Chinese nationals doing certain things. Yeah, it's not that we're making fun of them, but you know, yeah. as a kid, listening to adults talk. Yeah, um, I myself have heard all these things before. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, uh, it's just that you know, you know, now that someone is bringing it out in the open. Yeah, and and one of the good things about stand up comedy is that once in a while, uh, not not talking about me, but once in a while you see a stand up comedian talking about things that no one else seems to be talking about. Yeah, but is happening, and then you bring out to the forefront, and and you know, getting the flag is. Part of the job, I guess. Yeah, I and some stand-up comedians will actually talk, about, make fun of certain issues that nobody would dare to talk about, and make it as a joke. Yep. And now people know about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. So, uh, well, I mean, I kind of expected this, like, because from my experience of doing the show in Melbourne, and then Chinese nationals came out to me, and yeah. And the funny thing is, both in the tour and in the special, the China joke is right at the end. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty sure they would have loved it all the way until when I talk about their country. <laughs> so you did it lah. It's clickbait lah, basically. It's no, like, no, no, clickbait. <laughs> I'm going to hook you, hook you, hook you, hook you to destroy you at yeah, the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wow. No, no clickbait lah. But, uh, <laughs> the, yeah. So yeah, I'm actually quite terrified of my life. I don't think I can go to Hong Kong or China to perform anytime soon. I may get arrested for making fun of mainland Chinese. Yeah, it's okay. You can stay here. I don't think you'll be traveling cross borders for quite a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But when's your next Netflix special? I don't know. Well, like I said... Because you know, I want to be in the front seat of your Netflix special and I'll pr- I, I, I will reassure you that I will clap Yes, yes. And not for my arms like Prem. Prem? Yeah. So just for context, if you watch the Netflix special, there's this guy. There's this, no, no. Make it easier. There's this one Indian flirt <laughs> in the front row. Yeah. People are clapping and he's like. Yeah. Folding his arms and then like looking not. And, and, and you know what's really weird right? in post-production, right? We were trying to find a nice clip of the group clapping for the opening sequence. Yep. And... Because we taped twice. So the the the, the next the other taping, yep. the the front row didn't clap as loudly as the as the, the night Prem was there. But mm-hmm. the thing is when Prem was there, he's not clapping. Why wasn't he clapping? I think he, he this is his this is his real honest reply. He said, that's my clang face, I have to maintain. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he's still a friend, like he's, he I think I'm sure he's genuinely happy for me. Dude, like I'm so tempted to freaking call Prem right now and freaking question why the hell he did not freaking do that. Go ahead. He must be tired, but never mind. Why? What's he doing? Oh wait, wait, wait. He's actually he's he actually does, he does morning radio, bro. Oh, that's right. Okay, well, you know what? Like, while I actually pair the... Okay, this we're actually doing this as we go, you know? So this is not pre-recorded. This is freaking live. So I... Are we connected? Oh, this is live. Uh? Yeah, this is live. Nice. Okay, uh, I'm actually pairing my phone right now. I just... I Oh, dude. Okay, I'm going to call Prem. I'm just going to call Prem right now. I'm going to ask him, Prem. And let's see what's his... What's his... Uh, what's his answer for this? I hope it. I hope he picks up. He's doing the mix show, right? Still. Yeah. 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 Right. Oh yeah, it's, it's ringing. You think he's gonna pick up? Yeah. Yeah. Who won't pick up Jinny Boy's call? You you got the right prem or the wrong prem? Hey, I got the right prem lah. This is the prem that didn't clap in uh, Jason Leong special, right? <laughs> you. <laughs> yes, that is the same battle of the prem. Hey, prem, wait, wait, wait. We're, I just want to know. I just want to let you know we're recording a show right now. I got Jason Leong right across me. Wow, okay. 
We are we are live. Yeah. It's not. It's not ended yet, is it? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> yeah, I didn't start. Jason Leong is really, really going after me. No, it? no, not me, not me, not me, not me. No, Jean, I, Jean. I, I, I was asking Jason when his next, uh, his next uh, Netflix special will be because this time I'll be in the front row and I'll promise to clap unlike Prem. <laughs> not me, ah, uh, he brought it up. I uh. hate you, Jin. What? I hate you, Jin. Hey, bro. Hey, don't be racist, bro. <laughs> All love, lah. Hope you're well, man. I'm well, brother. Thank you for the call. Yeah, but Are what? you going to interrogate me on why I didn't laugh or Of what? course, lah. Why the hell did you didn't laugh? Think that's the thing, you know. I paused there. I was like, is that Prem? That looks like Prem. <laughs> that facial hair is Prem. I know this guy. This guy was in like two two studios down my studio last time when I used to work with him. Yeah, he used to laugh. I mean, even though my jokes were stupid, he still laughed at me. Yeah, he's such a nice guy. I know this Prem. Yeah, but this is a Netflix special okay. and there he was like freaking crossing his hands and not doing anything. Prem, explain yourself. Let me explain myself and make it clear to the world. Okay. Number one, I am a fan of Dr. Jason Leong. I'm a fan of I yours too. I enjoyed the show. That's why I even paid for the ticket in the first place. I didn't even <laughs> have a free ticket. All right? I didn't expect to sit in the front row. Number oh. two, why I didn't laugh or smile is because standard standard operating procedure, SOP, uh, we talk SOP, uh-huh. comedian, is to always speak on the front row for less. I panicked when I'm in the front row. I said, finish, I'm dead. So when you maintain a clang face, when you are from clang, people fear you automatically. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jason, were you were you gonna actually pick on anybody no. in the front yeah, row? So, I mean, uh, a lot of comedians do, uh, but I don't. I don't. Do, it's a thing in industry called we call crowd work. I don't do crowd work. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm supposed to know that because I know your cheater cheater and your bio already. <laughs> 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 no, but so far, uh, everyone who has commented is like is in a fun way like, hey, why this flirt? Because they recognize you, Prem. They recognize you from radio. Yeah, he's, uh, he's yeah. so freaking famous. Who doesn't know Prem, guys? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, no, no, no. I'm a nice Indian boy from Clang. Let that be known. <laughs> yeah, who? <laughs> my, my, Prem, my next taping, I will make sure you are in the front row and I'll make sure you make sure you laugh and smile, okay? Because, yeah. the, because the cameras my will be I'm on you. I'm going to wear a t-shirt that says ha ha ha. Like <laughs> <laughs> hey, Prem, you take it easy, man. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, brother. Thanks uh, for the chat. I speak to you all soon. All right. Thank you, see bye. you. See you. All right. Thanks, thanks, Jin. Okay, bye. Ah, that was nice. He can hear the audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can, he can, he can. Uh, they, he, like, like, that's the beauty of this show, man. We can call anybody we want. That's the, 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 the only downside about this, they don't realize it's being taped and recorded. So oh. I had to let him know. Okay, okay. okay. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people ask you, like, when's your next Netflix special, people? And yeah, so, like that. I mean, it, it, like I said, I mean, um, it took, Quite a while to put this together, so yep. well, hope, hopefully you know I, I Netflix is interested for another one next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it also depends on how well I can tour and do live events next year. Oh right! right. Because, like I said, the show has to be you know taped. I mean, it has to be toured first, polished, and then then only it's ready to go. Like um, uh, Kevin Hart was saying in the podcast with Joe Rogan, I think. Yeah. What, what he does is he he do small shows clubs mm-hmm. if it sounds right he take it to the theaters yep sounds right in the theaters he take it to the arenas and oh, stadiums wow. now in through all this process if let's say during the theater stage it doesn't feel right he go back to the clubs oh okay again again so it takes about the work in process takes i don't know a few months and then the actual tour starts i see so it, it takes quite a while and one thing i, I hope people realize like whatever stand-up comedy special they watch mm-hmm the performer has performed it minimum 30, 40, 50 times. Or even more. Be- or even more before it, it's taped. Yeah. So it's, it's, it has to be that polished. And even when I, when I, for my special, I already performed 
by the time we taped it, I already performed it like 45 times. Wow. Then I taped. Now, even then, when I watch myself, I say, oh, why did I fumble here? Why did I screw up this word? Why did I mispronounce this word? No, why did I fair fear? No, it, it still happens. Wow. You know? so, so, it takes a lot of, how to say, I, I don't want to say practice. It takes a lot of fine-tuning to make it perfect for Netflix. Yeah, you, you need to know yourself inside out at every yeah. movement before, you know? Yeah. You're, yeah, actually, you know, you guys are like, you have instant, you like have an instant report card because the audience is your report card. Yes, that's very interesting because um, that's the thing about stand-up comedy and Ricky Gervais said this in, I'll send you the link, Ricky Gervais said this, it is different from all other art forms because if you if you write a movie, you put it out there, you put all your heart and soul into it, yep. you have one take, one attempt, put it on, that's it. And yep. people will judge you based on what you put up. Stand-up comedy is different because you are changing your act every night. Mm-hmm. It's very democratic because the audience chooses it for you. Mm-hmm. If it's, it's not, not funny, you throw it away. If it's funny, you keep it and work on it. So it, it's, you know, and he says it in the, he says it in the, when he does it live, he goes, um, there'll be some new stuff you have never, other people have never heard before. And if you don't like it, then there'll be the shit bits. Lah. And then, oh. you know? <laughs> yeah, I, can't, I think I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. I think you shared it. Yes. Yeah. It's, 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 it's so, it's, it's being refined every time you uh, perform it to a live audience. And, and, and it gives the people inside that stand-up comedians actually work on their craft because oh. I'm pretty sure that a lot of people just, hey, you're the, you're the stand-up comedian, right? tell me my joke. Yeah, yeah. And so, so uh, the, 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 yeah, a lot of people don't know, but I think in Malaysia, comed- uh, the audience is, they are getting savvier and savvier and savvier. Yeah. They, get, they, they grow with us. We grow with them. So, um, like KL, KL has the best stand-up comedy scene. We have one of the best fans in the region and they, they kind of know, they kind of know like, ah, oh, okay, okay, he's working in progress. So like last year, I did I, I did a thing where, oh no, t- yeah, no, 2018, I, I started a thing where I do trial shows. Mm-hmm. Where I will, it's open to the public, but each ticket say 10 ringgit. Uh, I do one hour and I tell the audience, look, I'm doing one hour of new shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether funny or not. If not funny, don't complain because you only paid 10 ringgit. So trial shows like this, and I did like three, four of these. And, it's based on, I remember what a friend said of Ronnie Chang's process. Ronnie Chang said that he will rent a room and then in his own words, eat shit for 10 nights. <laughs> right? And then after 10 nights, he has, a, he has an hour. Wow. And in, when he did, li- he did this uh, live show in KL last year, he was telling, the, I mean, in part of his set, he told the audience that when a friend asked him, how many shows do you do? Mm-hmm. I want to watch. And he goes, well, I do at minimum five shows a night. Wow. I'm always working on my stuff. Right. So that, that shows you how much work goes into making that one or two minutes perfect. Yeah, because like a lot of people would think that, you know, stand-up comedians, right, when they keep doing more shows, they're actually exposing them, themselves to more people. But that's yes. where they don't see the bigger picture. Yeah. They, may, they may have performed in front of like 50,000 people, but once you've perfected your craft and freaking uh, record a special, that one reaches millions. Yes, 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 yes. And yeah, you would have the 50,000 people re-watching it again. Yes. But you would have like probably a few new million viewers yeah. discovering who you are. Yeah, and that is the whole how to say the beauty of stand-up comedy is that it requires an insane person mm-hmm. to do what we do because you have to face rejection after rejection after rejection like you no, know, not funny bomb 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 not funny in the beginning mm-hmm. then you you get somewhere where you have you know it takes a few years for the average comedian to a lot of, a lot of rejection over a few years to get like a good 20 minutes right okay? right and once you have the good 20 minutes, you decide to go on tour or whatever. After that one year of touring, next year, what happens? No. New 20 minutes. Wow. 
You working on new material already? Not yet. That's the fucking problem. <laughs> <laughs> hey, slacking. Should, slacking, slacking, really slacking, slacking, slacking. You recorded this special in 2018, yeah, Jason. Yeah. So, so 2019, I had a new show, but that show I put on, because remember I gave up, so yeah. I, I put, the one I put on YouTube, the, some of the clips I put on YouTube. Like, yeah. I went for that show. Yeah, like, are you there? You're in the crowd audience reaction or so. Yeah. Um, like, you know, like, every Chinese person gambles like this, yeah. like that kind of clips. Um, so I Dude, that it, one, that the Chinese gambling one, that freaking exploded. Yeah, because I, I and I also uploaded it during Chinese New Year month. Yeah, it went on uh, subtle Asian tra- uh, Asian trades. Yeah, yeah. It'd be nice. Yeah, you you post. I think who posted you? I think you posted for me or yeah, I po- I posted uh, thank it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> it's uh how to say uh, um, yeah I I I want to put it on Netflix, but then everyone has watched it and the audience reaction is very weird. Some of them will say. Hey, why you never put the Chinese gambling bit in your Netflix special? Right. Like, then another one would say, "Hey, I heard the Proton Mira joke before." Like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you can't please everyone, man. Yeah. You know? As long as it's funny, funny, watch lah. You know. Yeah, I read the Proton, the Proton Mira joke. You even made a video about it. Yes, I still remember. But the reason why I put it in because yeah. they are fans outside Malaysia who have never heard of me, never heard of me, never heard of the Proton Mira, never watched my Proton Mira clip, and yep. they watch that joke and go, "Oh my god, that's a good joke." So yeah, it's worth to put it in and. None of the jokes you you will watch in on my special, you don't need to be a Malaysian to find it funny. That's great. I've already crafted in such a way that even though you're from Timbuktu, <laughs> you can understand English, <laughs> you likely will find it okay. Yeah, so what's, what was the, the process of that? You know, because like, obviously when you put it on Netflix, you kind of want to expose yourself to the whole world. Yes, but then sir. again, you don't want to jump ship and say, uh, I'm not Malaysian, that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, you know, where was that kind of middle ground? Like, okay, I want to kind of remain Malaysian, but at the same time, uh, cater for an international audience. Yeah, so I think the thought process was, okay, if I do a bit of doctor material, yep. that will always translate because every country got doctors. Yeah. So the thank you Jesus bit, very, very, very general. <laughs> but it has that Malaysian flavor. Then the the myth about the, the PR and the doctor one. So that is also... Um, it's, it translates widely. Um, and then a few other stuff that I realized, even though it's Chinese-centric, but if when I explain it properly, people will get it. Like, hungry ghosts. Yeah. How, how, how Chinese ghosts can go hungry? That people already giggle. <laughs> it's so funny that you were talking about that joke. Uh, I kind of forwarded that to my wife. Because, you know, I, I kind of just moved into my new place. <laughs> and I only could move in in September. Why? Hungry Ghost Month. Yes. Yes. And then... Yes. Um, yeah, the, the ghost got nothing better to do <laughs> than to go to a new housing area <laughs> to haunt. And it's so funny because I'm like, okay, cool. Like, uh, my wife told me that my love, I just follow lah, right? You know? And the other day, like, whatever, they can believe, they can believe whatever we believe. We just follow lah. You know, it's better to be safe than sorry, right? And then there you have freaking the main thing shifting his house in the middle of August ah. during ghost month. Ah, then? then I was asking, No, because see, the, the, the ghost won't disturb the Christians. <laughs> I, asked, I asked my mother-in-law, hey, how come my friend can move? So, oh, why, why, why? He's Christian. I didn't want yeah, that, Exactly, Christian. They, the ghost also very sensitive to religious beliefs. Ah. But the thing is like, you know, uh, you have uh, my mother-in-law telling me, right, with such conviction, conviction, I feel guilty not following what she's actually prepared for me. So like this is what I'm not, I mean, look, man, everybody listening, I'm pretty sure a lot of you have had your parents ask you to do this. When you move into a new place, you have this, I, can't, I don't know what you call it, but you have this bowl, put a bunch of charcoal, burn it, and then you basically walk over it. <laughs> no. Why? Why? To burn? Oh, I can't. I don't know the logic behind it. Uh, I'm pretty sure you heard of this one. When you open your door, you... Wait, th- you to burn old spirits. No, to basically 
like called I don't know. Have you heard of it? Cross, what, okay, what, okay, the, David, David, my producer is actually the threshold. What's 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 the what's the what's the what's the logic behind that? You don't know. You've heard of it, but you don't know. You see, but we still do it anyway. Why? Because we're always af- afraid to offend our 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 elders, ma. Okay. The other so one, the real ghosts are the people who believe in ghosts because they are the ones inconveniencing you. <laughs> I, it's something about washing away your your. It's like like jumping over. Ah, uh, yeah, starting a new leaf, lah. Whatever, lah. Turning over a new leaf. Then get a leaf. <laughs> what? Burn charcoal and pollute it. This one, this one, I'm, I'm sure you heard of. Like you open the door and you just roll uh, pineapple. Wong Lai. What Wong the? Lai. F- no, I've never <laughs> heard of this. No, me. This is the benefits of marrying into Indian family. Yep. You don't have to waste a perfectly good pineapple. But okay, did you? Okay, in the Indian family, do you <laughs> do you have any rituals though? Well, I uh, okay. So my mom-in-law is Catholic, so she did come and bless the house. Yeah. And then my my wife's grandma, whom I love, mm-hmm. uh, she did some. But this is more symbolic. Like you have to boil boil some coconut milk or something milk mm-hmm. until it overflows to huh? signify. Yeah, yeah. So, so it came into the house. I've had I have yeah, boil, I have another image in my head yeah, right now. Boil <laughs> the coconut water in a pot until it overflows okay. to signify abundance, lah. Uh, okay. uh, so which is which is nice, but I've ne- we didn't do any uh, ghost busting uh, rituals uh, because there are no ghosts. Uh, oh well, well, when I moved in, we didn't do any ghost busting rituals. It's more of like we need to boil water. Uh-huh, okay, Actually, okay. Chinese one boil water okay. to to signify that there's activity in the house. Like no, like there's warm life. up the house. There's life in the house, lah. Yeah, and then oh, have dinner in the first night. Okay. With a lot of people to housewarming. Right, right. To, 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 to tell the to tell the, to tell the spirits, nah, don't come here, ah. Okay. I got people here, yeah. Alright. Don't come my front door, ah. Okay, we're occupying this space right now. We have these people. Like, something like that. Oh, is that where the term housewarming came from? And I don't know. <laughs> okay, then yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Maybe housewarming is like the the Western people's way of, you know, ghost ghost month. Yeah. How how come are there any like robber busting rituals that we should do? <laughs> because I think robbery is the more pressing issue in Malaysia compared to ghosts which we invented in our minds. God, it's called installing a grill. <laughs> and a CCTV. And a CCTV. Now you can all can you can track everything by cloud. My goal, right, is to one day sell a product which is basically a CCTV. Yep. But I will tell people that this CCTV can detect ghosts. <laughs> so you can protect your house from robbers and ghosts. Oh, man. And because there are no such thing as ghosts, the camera will never capture a ghost. <laughs> so and I can oh. put a disclaimer. This, if, this, if your house was haunted by ghosts, but this camera did not catch it, I will give you a full refund. But okay, you know, I'm going to tell you a story though. As much as you say that, you know, you, you tell, have you ever come across anyone who told you that, oh, you know, I, I've had an encounter with a ghost? I, everyone has a friend who has had an encounter with a ghost, yes. Okay, but you, have you had someone who has encountered a ghost straight up, like a first-hand friend? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> one or, yeah, yeah, yeah. But mostly it's all in the, re- in the vein of, I can see things. Okay. I saw it. Well, I'll tell you mine. Okay. But the thing is, I didn't see it. Oh. I, I, you can ask Ian as well. Actually, so me and Ian, we work in Astro. A lot of ghost stories. Lah. So apparently, Astro used to be, <laughs> used, used to be some ground where the Jap- Japanese occupation. Every ground in Malaysia, Japanese occupied before. Lah. Bro, every inch of land in Malaysia was occupied by Japan. <laughs> so of course, every part has 
It's Japanese occupied lah. What the f- so 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 apparently, I'm not, like the, all these stories in Astro is said that mid, like, at night, right? Sometimes you see Japanese soldiers marching and whatever yeah, not. Look, Although, uh, show me a video. Haven't haven't really seen it, but mm. um, Ian let and me, I let me cross my arms. <laughs> Ian and I were doing uh the hit FM morning crew show. Yes, sir. But we were not the morning crew yet. We were doing we were the backup crew for JJ and Rudy. So what we 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 always had to check in at five a.m. and wow. our our ritual is very simple. Uh, we would go to the pantry, make a cup of coffee, and then get out. Cause like in the pantry, abundance of stuff. We would mm. take somebody else's cup. <laughs> we would take somebody else's Milo, make our Milo, drink it. As long as we put it back before nine p.m., nobody will know a thing. Oh, right, right, right. Nine, <laughs> nine a.m. Yeah, nine, nine a.m. Sorry, nine a.m. Yeah, yes, yes, nobody yes. will suspect the thing. Yes, yes, yes. And most of the time, we don't wash it. Shit, but I know. <laughs> so that's that's besides the point. So we made our coffee. Stir our coffee, went out, and all of a sudden we heard like this. Like so, the doors. So this. You've been to Astro before. So when you get out of the lift, on your left, there will be a pinhole door with a window that goes to the office side. On your right is the studio side, right? So we we heard a very distinct tap on the window. It it was like- From the window outside? No, from the window inside the office. But we weren't looking at it. Ah, We were about to walk. We we were walking away from the door and then we had this tap. Right. It it sounded like someone was trying to get your attention and then when we turned around, they'd be like, hey, the kind of thing. So we were like, we, we, we weren't shocked or anything. Okay. We turned around and there was nobody there. Right. And then we looked at each other, Bobby, who's playing with us? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then we're like, we waited there and we were waiting for some idiot to jump out with the pinhole cameras like, ah, gotcha, you know, that okay. kind of thing. Okay, okay. Because, you know, people tend to do that a lot when you do gotcha calls. Yeah, yeah. And we waited for like 10 seconds and 15 seconds and then we just reconfirmed with each other. You heard that, right? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I did. Okay. But we didn't freak out though. We didn't yeah. like, oh my God, ghost run. Okay. Open the door. And we decided to literally scout the whole entire office, right. destined to find this one idiot okay. who's trying to, pre- to to pretend like he was a ghost. Right, right, right. And then when we found nothing, we ran out. Lah. Okay, okay. And that was just my experience. That was the only experience, which until today, we could not uh, understand what happened. Okay, so this is a common fallacy. It's called uh, argument from ignorance. <laughs> no, no, it's true. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. I'm not, <laughs> no, I'm not saying you're ignorant. I'm saying that you didn't. You don't have the information mm-hmm. to say you you encountered a ghost. Yeah, okay? it's it, like you knew the grass. Tyson puts this very nicely. Okay, you know how sometimes people see stuff and flying in the in the air. Yeah, and they call it oh that's a UFO. Yep. Okay, and then immediately they go ah must be aliens. Mm-hmm. But what does UFO stand for? UFO stands for unidentified flying object. Yep. You have not identified the object as an alien. Therefore, you cannot say that UFO is an alien UFO. It could be a, a myriad of things. So the same thing with the, 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 the ghost who knocked on the door. On, <laughs> on the door. It could be a, a lot of things. It could be both of you misheard the same thing. It could be some, uh, like uh, the, the mechanism. In, because you know, the, the, the door mechanism is quite... Is, is, the thing to the pull it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That metal, that metal, that, yeah, that, that metal mechanism. Yeah, that could make the knocking sound. Or, you know, like, in the morning, in the night, if you, a lot of houses have weird sounds, but that's, that's because the wood and the metal are expanding and contracting. And the rats are running in your ceilings. Yeah, whatever. So, <laughs> until, see, uh, to say that there is a ghost, there's, there's no proof. Yep. You must show me video evidence. Aha, there's this spirit. And then you can say, that is a ghost. All we have now is a sound. Now, a sound could be, like I said, five or ten different things. Mm-hmm. And if those five or ten different explanations for the sound is more plausible, we are bound by logic 
to go with those five as opposed to ah ghosts because the human mind what the human mind hates the most right is not uh, what the human mind fears the most is not ghosts is the unknown ah. it's not having an explanation I give you an example right you see, a, you see your friend walking along the street right and suddenly your friend you recognize last time was like 80 kilos now he's 60 mm-hmm. oh my god he's so thin what happened what happened mm-hmm. then you go back home and then you check uh, maybe he exercised or he got cancer whatever right mm-hmm. we cannot allow ourselves to not know yeah. to, to, to fill in the gap cancer or, or you know or, or marathon running yeah. same thing with the sound you cannot go your whole day without thinking get, without fixing that hole like what is that sound you need a conclusion ah ghost and then you can move on with your day because that has been explained right right and, 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 and you know like throughout history there's always been this kind of mysterious I have a my friend Tanesh he does this really good bit about ghosts he said like, you know when you go the show ghost hunting yeah then you go to the house and then the, then you know they show a camera of the the the, 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 the chairs moving a bit yeah yeah people fluttering a bit now yep. can you imagine you are a dead spirit from 100 years old <laughs> and then you see a camera crew and then you go okay lah I'm gonna show this camera crew <laughs> my power as a ghost. <laughs> I'm going to flutter the paper. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and, and here's the thing. Why should you be scared of this ghost? Oh, man. Because so far, the ghost has proven to you that it is only strong enough to knock on the door. <laughs> You're like, yeah. Well, you have a point there. Yeah. And as a man of science, I would love to see a ghost. Man. Uh, see a ghost. Wait, how come uh, you can fly away? <laughs> how did you do that? You can go through the wall. That's interesting, man. Wow, that's interesting. I would love to hear from those people actually listening to this and then sharing their experiences. Who would know? Yeah, there'll be ten, a few comments like, "Don't, don't, uh, the, I can predict. Don't talk about what you don't know." Oh man, <sighs> and this will lead to you know some sort of traditional like seafood. You know, someone who exercise the Spotify bo- uh, this Spotify podcast. Uh, podcast. <laughs> but yeah, like, but. The few stories in Astro, you know, it's, 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 whether you believe it or whatever, lah. but the thing is, it's funny that you say that what you know won't kill you. Mm-hmm. What I know, mm-hmm. and I know it happened, didn't really make me afraid the next time. Yeah, that's good. And okay, here's one thing, uh, I'm not sure if I, if I should even say this, but I think like, but then again, it went live on air. My FM actually had a scare. But then again, I didn't think it was automatically, I didn't think it was a ghost. So uh, I think you had uh, Jack, Mayan and uh, Jeff, that timeline, it was two or three. Uh, God knows what they were saying because I don't understand Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> so they were talking on air and this went live, yeah? Because uh, all of a sudden we were in the studios and we saw all them run out and we were like, their faces just like, like just like got pale. Like all three of them just ran out. Okay. And we were like, oh, what happened, what happened? And then uh, there's this thing called air check. So we actually, air check meaning like whatever we go, whatever we say uh, actually goes on air, but whatever goes on air is being recorded into like a box. Okay. All right. So they went to that, that computer system and they w- went to rewind to that place. Uh, they were rewinding, rewinding, to, to rewinding. Place, to a place they want to check. La. Yeah. So we're playback. So it's just like you, this, they were just having a normal conversation on, on radio. And all of a sudden you had one person go like, <sighs> like that, okay, okay. like a very loud, I heard it too. Right. And I got shocked. I was like, whoa. And you know, we, all of them when they heard it, they they were they were like, I can they want they didn't look like they were scared, but they were just like, well, who's there? Who's there? It's a ghost. It's a ghost. It's a ghost. So yeah, but then again, like you know, for me in my mind, are you sure not? Are you sure it's not the engineer in the engineering room just turned on the microphone so, and just bleh like that? Yeah. Yeah. Why is it, why can't it? Why that is a more plausible explanation than ghosts? Yeah. So we have established that in Astro there is a ghost who can 
blare during sound check, yep. air check, and knock on doors. <laughs> this is not a scary ghost at all. Maybe he, he maybe he's maybe he's just trying to leave hints here and there and she's is expecting the right person to come by to show them to the light. Oh yes. <laughs> but okay. Maybe. But yeah, you did you didn't really do much of these. I mean, you should do these for your next next uh, special. I don't know. Uh, about ghosts. Uh, yeah, the, the the belief in the supernatural is really supernatural in among amongst Asians. Uh, unfortunately, like, okay, I give you an example. Mm-hmm. I worked in a hospital. Yeah, for two years as a houseman, we are on call. We roam the hallways up at any hour. Like, I've been walking around at night from mm-hmm. the midnight to six a.m. near the mortuary, near the morgue near dead people, near people who are dying, near people who are about to die, near people who nearly died, people who are already dead. I don't see anything. <laughs> There's no, I would love to see. There's nothing. But then some people will come back and say like, you know, oh, you know. Uh, you don't have the eye. Yeah, you know, the ghost chooses who they want to be seen by. Uh, so far, no, no, so far, well, yeah. I mean, and you know what's also weird? Um, and Neil deGrasse also, Neil deGrasse Tyson pointed this out. Like, your memory is really bad oh okay your memories will change and decay and distort over time yeah it will yeah it will so he said that in a in the realm of science eyewitness account is the worst form of evidence oh right, right. But in the in the in the realm of law eyewitness accounts is like the first line of uh evidence mm. yeah so yeah what you see is not what your eyes see is not accurate and your brain interprets it Differently or wrongly. That's right. right? Like he, and he also met Neil, Neil deGrasse Tyson. We have a book called The Book of Optical Illusions mm-hmm. where they show you the book and you go, what the fuck is this? <laughs> is it moving? Is it not? Where, why have I got duck in the middle of all this? And then, and then your, it, your, your brain cannot even process what your eye is trying to see. Yeah. I'll give you an example. Is the dress gold or, or blue? Or blue? You, yeah. you, half half the population can't even agree on the right color. And funny enough, I, I did see blue and, and gold. Yeah. So now, let's. so this is on the phone, really high LED display of a photograph taken in high res. Yeah. And we still can't differentiate blue or whatever color. Mm-hmm. Now imagine, 6 a.m., it's dark, you're tired, didn't sleep enough, you miss hear a voice, you miss see, miss see something. Immediately goes. <laughs> I know in a in a classic horror movie, this arrogant asshole will then be killed by the ghost. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But with that said, uh, dude, I I I, I, love, I love horror movies. Actually. Yeah, actually, it's it's quite fun. It's yeah, quite fun. but Jason, um, you know what? I know you're a busy man. You know, I, I again. I, I called you out here because I wanted to talk about your Netflix special. Again, I'm really, really happy for you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. And Thank uh, you. the next, the next premiere, you come, okay? Uh, yeah, I know. But you see, I premiered it at home. Thank you. Yeah, I was social distancing, dude. I was doing, I was doing the audience at your premiere a favor by not going there. Because of the pandemic. Yes, thank you very yeah, much. I'm not, not trying to say that the people out there are very, uh, you know. <laughs> oh, we, we all had COVID. But Jason. Um, thank you, bro. You are a perfect example of not giving up. Thank you. And I, I'm really so happy for you. I, I don't know. I mean, like, I've seen you hustle. Thanks. Not just only stand-up comedy, but like everything. You've tried everything. But yeah. to see you finally get whatever you want or what you wanted, it's just amazing. And I hope you don't stop from here, lah, huh? Yes, sir. Together, one day we'll share the Netflix homepage. Exactly. Thank yeah, you. Your face next to mine. Before we go, you want to say anything or not? 
uh, watch my special Hashtag Blessed on Netflix. Uh, just search for Jason Leong or Hashtag Blessed. Yes. Thank you very much. I-, I love some of the jokes over there. And trust me, uh, I think you'll be able to read the most of them. I did. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. Uh, right now we have about fifty-seven seconds to kill, so I'll talk until the song ends. Why? Eh? Why fifty-seven seconds? Why? Yeah, but no, I have to tell people that you can stream us on Spotify. Don't forget, this is the top ten show, just like how Jason's Netflix special is the top ten on Netflix in Malaysia. So make sure you stream us on Spotify. You can watch this uh, uh, podcast on uh, youtube.com slash Hangouts. And if you want to follow us on our socials, it's at Mamak Sessions. Jason Leong is at Dr. Jason Leong. Follow his Facebook as well. Search for Dr. Jason Leong. All the best, man. Ghosts don't exist. <laughs> Speak to you guys next time. 